Why, you gotta be some kind of great cop. Come in here all by yourself. Where's your partner? Where's your partner? Well, guys, the other one was upstairs. She was sweet. Mm. Mm -mm. I took her out. <laughs> I bet that really pisses you off. <laughs> You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy, <laughs> do you? Buddy, I think you're slime. <laughs> See, I got this problem. Cops don't like me, so I don't like cops. everybody welcome to generation lost the show about movies with Bryn and jeremy that doesn't take itself too seriously and this week we are back with verhoeven month uh via the dark council um this is second movie from verhoeven that's right uh, we watched uh flesh plus blood last flesh week. plus blood was last week and we also had a bonus uh fight club episode as well um that was a lot of fun but uh, if you don't recall, Paul Verhoeven is a Dutch filmmaker who did some pretty big movies. And we are now getting into his bigger works, the ones that made a yeah. lot more money, uh, had a lot more cultural cachet. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Ro Robocop, um, which has had yeah, a then... bit of a of cultural resurgence uh, this year because of RoboDoc. Uh, Robo like Doc. A, yeah, Robo Doc was a uh, four-hour-long documentary about the making of RoboCop that came out. Oh, is that where that clip is from? Where he says he didn't think Verhoeven knew what bitch meant. Yes. Hilarious. Well, maybe actually, I'm not sure if that particular one was. There is a yeah, Robo Doc came out in 2023, uh, and it's very long. I have not watched it. So we're not really going to be talking about, I'm sure if you want to know some really in-depth behind the scenes history of, of RoboCop. Um, you know what? I saw a clip from that can, where they're like, uh, where the RoboCop actor is like refusing to share his Oreos with somebody. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and they like, apparently it was like a big kerfuffle on set. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care about that stuff. We're going to be talking about, you know, I'm sure it's a very good documentary, but we're going to be talking about, the movie itself and how it affected us and the culture around it. Um, yeah. But before we get to that, uh, we haven't done this in a long time. So I feel like I have way too many to say mm. all of them. Hopefully I'll be able to keep some in the chamber. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I probably have some queued up that I haven't even been able to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we haven't, I feel like, let's see. Actually, psych. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched anything because I have like one. So I've, busy. <laughs> I have one movie and then I have some stuff that I'm going to talk about because, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you uh, don't know what we're talking about, we're going to be talking about what else we watched this week. Oh, yeah. Look, we haven't done it since. Since. Uh, 
the Christmas before, episode. Yeah, before, yeah. So, yeah. So it's been a while. Been so a what did what what did Jeremy Jeremy? What did you watch, <laughs> quote unquote, this week? <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking, Bryn. Um, You're welcome. So as you know, and as listeners to the Patreon uh, bonus episodes will know, patreon.com slash generation loss, where we talk about movie news and talk about our lives and the things going on. Uh, as as those of you who are on the Patreon will know, uh, uh, things have been a little hectic and busy uh, hectic. over here in, uh, in, in the Hammond house. So uh, I haven't had a ton of time to sit down and actually watch a fucking movie. Um, a couple weeks ago, uh, I watched Boss Baby Christmas Bonus <laughs> with Nico. Oh yeah, you ha- you already told me about the first time you watched Boss Baby. Yes, and you said so it was actually pretty cute. It's pretty cute, and Boss Baby Christmas Bonus is no exception. It's uh, good. It's a, it's a sh- no. It's not good. It's just it's a cute little <laughs> short that you can watch with your kid. Uh, but it's about um. Boss Baby uncovers the truth about uh, Santa and the elves, and the truth is that the elves are also babies. So he uh, he feels like a uh, like a kinship to them. So he like wants to help them, and he like goes and he like makes business style reforms around the North Pole to make them operate more efficiently. <laughs> so he does a Deloitte on their ass. Yeah, but then he ends up like accidentally unionizing them, so they like all rise up against Santa, and then I don't remember how it ends. This <laughs> <laughs> okay. weeks ago, and it was a children's movie. But um, this does not sound like something you'd recommend. No, I would not recommend it unless you have a kid, in which case, you know, Christmas season, watch it. Otherwise, don't fucking bother. Uh, the other things I want to talk about are a couple of YouTube things. Uh, the first of which is a channel that I came across called uh, Dern Brothers. Now, Dern Brothers is uh, it's a pair of skateboarders. One of them is a professional skater and one of them just like works in the skate industry. Um, and basically, I mean, they have a bunch of types of video, but the main kind of like flagship of the channel is, um, is spot history where they go around to oh, famous fun. skate spots and oh. they talk about what happened there. And like, you know, they, if it's still there, they talk about, you know, uh, like they, they, they'll try to skate it for some amount of time. Uh, if it's like knobbed or if it's been skate stopped or whatever, they'll talk about like what you would have to do to remove the skate stops if you wanted to skate it. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that you should. Not saying that you should. But but, but it's, uh, it's a very interesting um, channel because it really sits perfectly at this very skateboarding sort of uh, mental intersection between um, like uh like kind of like like burnout um you know slacker culture and also like serious autism it's just incredible these guys just like are at the spot they're like they they're like confrontational with security guards and stuff and like people who walk past and stuff they like have that sort of like skater attitude to them yeah and then they are just like with incredible accuracy just like searching their brains for every single <laughs> trick that's been done on the spot and they yeah. get it right every time they're just, and it's like do they it cut is, in like from the old videos yeah they'll cut in from the videos oh, and stuff hell but yes, it's literally dude. just like I'm these so guys just, like, just in like this full like info dump autistic guy thing where they're just like uh jamie thomas did kickflip uh this guy also did kickflip this guy did front 180 i don't think he knew that somebody else had done front 180 already <laughs> 
That's amazing. And they're just like, this is, I can't and the imagine. videos are so long and they just <laughs> keep going and going and going. They're like barely broken up. The only thing they do to break it up is like they'll move to a different part of the spot sometimes <laughs> to keep listing <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm seeing they're about 25 minutes. Yeah. Spot, spot history episode 13 is 25. Uh-huh. Sometimes they just interview Steve-O or Bam or whatever. Yeah, they do like other shit like um like I think they do like park reviews and stuff, but who gives a shit about that? Um, <laughs> the st- the skate spot is The, the skate real- spot histories are fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. This sounds like just some of the most perfect little docs. Mm-hmm. I love how documentaries have become this completely different thing now where it's yeah. like it doesn't have to be serious. And I and I really hate how it's just become people just call it content mm-hmm. as though there's like nothing interesting or it's just like this sort of like easily digestible information that you're just like, OK, I filled. I don't know. I think that this is interesting and really cool to archive. Yeah, I was like, going to say it's like it's 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 actually important work, you know? Yeah, because like, skateboarding, for whatever reason, has always been really allergic to like actually documenting stuff and actually like there's so much footage there's so many photos you know and yeah, there are like, like compiling and... yeah compiling stuff into easily accessible places for people to look over you know is like not really super big part of it right um right. so I'm, I'm very interested in this kind of project um and i hope they i hope they keep doing it i hope they go all over the world i mean there's got to be a lot tons of spots there's so many. I mean, and they're like, doing like like these spots are like one staircase, like not even like a whole area, right? It's like right. It looks like it's just like this is this this pool. Yeah, exactly. It's not even pools. It's just like uh, like the Davis Gap, for example. It's just right. a like it's a place in at UC Davis where the building and the parking lot are at two different levels. So there's like a bit of a hill, and it's like just the right amount of space that you could jump over it. And that's all it is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's just a building that anybody else who like goes to UC Davis probably walks past and is like, okay, that's that building that that class is in or whatever. And then these guys are just like standing out front, just like, just like Andrew Reynolds kick flipped, uh, Jaws did kickflip <laughs> melon. <laughs> Carlsbad gap. It's Carlsbad just a gap little... is gone. It's gone now. Oh, uh, damn. Really? Yeah, Carlsbad Gap is gone. It's just they, that uh, little piece of like grass, right? It's, it's a little like, piece uh, of grass next <laughs> to a stair set. Yeah, it's hardly anything. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it was there for a really, really long time, and then I think they like demolished it to build new stairs because the ones that were there were like too fucked up and crumbly. Mm. Which is like kind of the fate of all skate spots. Eventually, is like you know osha standards or whatever like the the building codes will eventually make it such that you have to do something about it like um there was the leap of faith that uh was just like a like a 25 foot drop at a california high school that's just like (laughs) so it's like so ridiculous that it even exists and there's like one skater who ever even tried doing anything off of it it's like the most famous piece of footage ever um and then he did that, and then everybody was like, "Oh, maybe somebody will do something off of it." And then they, the school had to put an elevator there because it was extremely <laughs> not ADA compliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's extremely dangerous. But look uh, up the leap that, of faith, dude. It's was that Jamie crazy. Thomas? Yeah, G- did Jamie that? Thomas did melon down it uh, and did not land it. Um, did he get hurt? Yeah, he like fucked up his leg. 
Um, yeah, it's <laughs> well, like it's very man. rare that you see a skater like do something and then just not land it and then immediately be like, no, <laughs> not doing not, it again. Not doing that again. That was really high. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember. I remember watching this video, this like leap of faith mm-hmm. video uh, from what is it from? Thrill of it all or something? I think so. Um, but I don't remember which one this was. Uh, so what's your favorite? What's like a really good one that people should, should start from number one? Uh, I think you could do it uh, fairly in order. I think the the Davis Gap one is pretty good. Um, there's one that's um. Oh, Wilshire. Wilshire is a very good one, too. The 15 and 10 stair. Because um, that's two different stair sets that are in the same place. <laughs> right. So you get more stuff. <laughs> you get more spot. Oh, yeah, this shit. Mm-hmm. It's He's in every... In ba- like, there's like 90 different uh, Baker videos that uh, take place there. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about before we move on is um, he's in a red shirt and he's just like fuck off, no way, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> the uh, the other YouTube thing I want to talk about is we're not supposed to talk about it anymore, but we simply must. We're not Channel Five to. with Andrew Callahan. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I've been thinking about that because I've been seeing. I was watching his Philly coverage, the Philly mm-hmm. like Trank stuff, and yeah. I was like. Isn't this guy like a raper? Like, did he rape? Did he rape? That is the question. I don't know. So and, here's um, the thing about canceling, right? Like, even if he did, even if he is like an awful bad guy, like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like, we don't have a justice system. Like, he's going to just, he's just going to keep making shows. I don't know. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> is his punishment? He, he people are going to be mad if he makes shows. I don't really know. It's really I hard. <laughs> and I, I truly, I don't even know what he's, you know, accused of having done or anything like that. I don't know. But I do know he's making good ass videos right now, man. He sure is. <laughs> that Philly one was really good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how to really, uh, like, morally square the circle on this necessarily. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that I have to or or whatever, but um, yeah, he's I folks at home. I I don't recommend you like send him cash in particular, but dude's making fucking good videos. <laughs> he's making really good little documentaries. The Philly one, uh, that ending where uh, did you watch the full video? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. So at the end of it, so folks at home, it's about um, Kensington in Philadelphia. Um, is it Kensington? Is that what it's called? K&A in Philadelphia where like uh, all these different YouTubers go to do like their poverty porn, like zombie, you know, junkie videos. And he goes there uh, to do something kind of similar, but he's talking to, he like actually gets an interview with a Trank dealer uh, who's like the main Trank guy in Philly. And then uh, at the end of it, he's interviewing these two women uh, about life on the street and whatever and how they got there and they both have like devastatingly sad stories about how they just like had an accident at work and like got prescribed pain pills and then couldn't afford the pain pills after their insurance changed. And so they started taking, you know, heroin and shit. So that's really devastating. And then this random guy comes up and he's like, you hear like the ice cream man in the background and, and Andrew's like, what's, is that the fucking ice cream man? And they're like, yeah, like the ice cream man's always around here because the junkies always want ice cream when they wake up from their, 
you know, from their uh, from their high. And right. this guy comes up. He's like, what the fuck is up with that? Why do you guys always eat the ice cream? And they're like trying to explain it to him and whatever. And then Andrew's like, do you guys just want some ice cream? <laughs> so they go and the, <laughs> the last shot is just like him and all these junkies just eating ice cream together as like this like blown out, distorted uh, ice cream man song plays over it really good (laughs) insane yeah i mean he's he's just like doing stuff that like people aren't doing yeah Uh, and in a way that people aren't doing like i feel like generally when people have sort of political like because it would be unfair it it would be untrue to not describe his work as like pretty specifically political but Mm -hmm. he does this weird thing where it's like it's it's kind of a view from nowhere but on purpose like his view is sort of unimportant even though he has it and it influences the way he makes stuff Mm -hmm. um but he stays out of it in terms of like specifically commenting on it i also like that he seems less uh he seems more involved in the interviews now like he used Mm -hmm. to sort of like just let people talk yeah when he was was doing more he was doing more comedy oriented stuff before where he would go to like a wacky you know event and let them kind of go off and just be funny but now he's like straight up like going to like, you know, he's going to like a harm reduction facility to talk to them about like, how do you keep people from dying on junk, you know? <laughs> like, right. Uh, and it's interesting too, because I think post cancellation, like he's kind of seemingly, and I mean, maybe I'm just like giving too much intent to this, but it kind of feels like he's trying to like lure in the usual suspects who would flock to somebody who's been canceled. Like, he's trying to be like, this is about like fucking, you know, San Francisco and how fucked up it is. And like, this one's about like car break-ins in San Francisco, you know, and like the harm reduction facility, giving away needles to fucking junkies. And like, he's like drawing in like all of these people who would be attracted to somebody who's like post cancellation, like coming back and being like, I'm not letting this rape allegation define me, you know? (laughs) And then like they come in and these are all like serious red pills for like actual, like good politics. Sure. So it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I got to look into actually what he's alleged to have done and whatever, but I don't think, I don't think not watching his videos is going to make anything different. Yeah. It's really hard. Cause it's like, it's it's like I understand if you don't want to watch it like it, it, listener like it's so much about his personality mm-hmm. like he's a big part of the movies like it's not just little like it's like for me I find it pretty easy to to like watch a movie that is directed by a guy who did something bad if it's not like for example the fifth element mm-hmm. i don't i can't really watch it's annoying to me because i'm like this guy wants me to think pedophilia is cool like it's I, it's hard for me to look past that um when it's in the movie but like you know, I can watch Chinatown and not think. I was about gonna it. say Chinatown like, is like a great example of this, right? You know, or um, or uh, Rosemary's Baby. You know, like yeah, I, or um, that's a personal line. I think like if you feel uncomfortable with it, don't watch it. Yeah. But like, don't be mad that people can like 
you know, watch the movie and not think about how bad of a guy Roman Polanski was um, or whatever it did. Um, I'm not up to snuff on that story. The point is, is that this one I do think is really hard because it's like, it's hard not to, to watch these and be like, what happened? What did he say? You know, like, I want to know because um, it's 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 the guy I'm watching. Um, and from what I can tell, all that has happened is he denied it. Um, and uh, his lawyer has been like, he's taken accountability, says he's mm-hmm. not the best person, but he got fired from off from uh Tim Hecker's thing, Tim yeah. Heidecker's thing. Tim Hecker. <laughs> Doggo. Tim Hecker is an incredible musical artist who I mm. recommend. Um Heidecker is a comedian who used to work with him uh now doesn't. Um So I don't know. It's it's kind of up to you who do you believe, you know, like it would be great if we had a uh a political you know, a sort of rehabilitative system where you yeah. could like know that something happened and there was retribution and re- rehabilitation. Unfortunately, um, we don't. So, why worry about it? Uh, it why didn't worry? happen to me. <laughs> uh, anyway, so but yeah, it those were really interesting, and I did want to watch the rest of them. Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> cool. Well, Bryn, what did you watch this week? I watched something. Um, similarly complicated uh but in for completely different reasons <laughs> um, i watched a movie if you can call it that called uh the lady from planet sirius directed and produced by and written by julius smith um i'm just gonna it is really difficult to find so i'm going to go ahead and just post it in the uh in the chat right here Okay. Um, but it is a 40 minute long animated film. <laughs> uh, and if you notice, the very first shot um, has the Shutterstock uh, watermark on it. It does, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, because this is, move- is a movie made by one man. Um, and he didn't pay for the Shutterstock and licensing. And he did not pay for the Shutterstock licensing. Uh, his his YouTube channel is called High Vibration. Okay, uh, he has movie- one thousand subscribers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, there is three comments on this video. One of them, <laughs> one is, of them is me, <laughs> and I loved this movie. Uh, it is about a man who is married. Uh, and he seems uh, to love clipping through his wife. <laughs> They're kind of always dancing. Uh, <laughs> Folks at home, I really cannot stress enough. You just have to look this up. It's Lady from Planet Sirius. It's spelled S-I-R-I-U-S, Sirius. Yes. Um, uh, it's, I mean, it looks like this is like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 graphics of uh-huh. a black couple uh, talking to each other. I'm not listening to the volume right now, but... So... Uh, basically what happens is that she, she tells him that she's not everything she seems. If you scroll around to about five, six minutes, you'll see that she's actually an alien with a third <laughs> eye. <laughs> okay. Um, 
and she's dancing. Uh, <laughs> she, they're always dancing, and he's sort of taken aback by this. But she's like, he's like, how do I know that this is true? And then they go up to space and they say a sort of, um, you know, like black Egyptian sort of background that they're uh, sort of ancient species sure. and that he's actually of the lineage of these people. Nice. And her dad is like a, a light skinned alien. And uh, they, um, they want him to be the chosen one um, and take down America. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the feds try to stop him from doing that. They put him in prison and he has to make a decision on what he's going to do. And I won't spoil it. Um, this movie is fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to explain why, uh, it, aside from the surface stuff, it looks very funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just like looking at it. I'm already just overjoyed. <laughs> it's better the thing is is that this movie is 40 minutes long Mm -hmm. and it 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 was in danger of being boring you know like you've got Mm -hmm. these sort of sims uh style animations um but thank god thank god for for julius smith um he just has all these ideas (laughs) and they just keep coming and honestly to like a certain extent like the amount of work he did as like a single guy to like figure out how to make all of this stuff. And then like, I don't know, like keep all the models consistent. Like how did he make this? Like I have no idea. It's how did you find this? I don't, my friend showed it to me. Um, my friend, Steven, um, me, we had a, we had a nice, you know, post holidays movie night as we usually do. I mean, we, we, we go to each other's house and watch the weirdest movies we can find every every couple of weeks or so. Um, and he was like, I got something really special. <laughs> and we were like, okay, we'll see. Uh, we couldn't believe this. Uh, it's great. And also the song at the end, there's a custom theme song called Figure It Out For Yourself, which is really good. Like, <laughs> it's honestly kind of like a cool song. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I am laughing at this uh or if it's just i mean i'm laughing at it a little bit if julius mm-hmm. smith hears this i'm i'm gonna be honest with you man i'm laughing at it a little bit but i really respect it i think it's a really <laughs> funny thing i think it's a really enjoyable thing to watch i think the song is genuinely good um it's very singular there's so much there's so much stuff and i don't i i don't even want to say any of the funny parts his voice kind of sounds uh like he's yelling all the time there's a character who shows up that sounds like the uh the character from the beginning of kanye west's college dropout <laughs> like doing that voice yeah um i think it's the dad actually um man it's i can't recommend you check this out enough um if you're interested in a movie that looks like it was made in The Sims and rigged in The Sims, like the first. I think one. it is. I mean, <laughs> I think it genuinely is from a video game. It very well. It's like it's sort of like a machinima thing. Uh, but he got all these weird costumes. I don't recognize it. Um, one of my favorite shots is when uh the 
the sort of deep state guy tells him that the wife is cheating on him. And so he hands him a phone and then it's a stock photo of a man's real hands holding a phone and then like cut out the <laughs> footage of her like having sex with a guy. That's um, awesome. Just really, really good ideas. In this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it. Um, I, I can't, I can't, I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> It's only 40 minutes too. Like it goes by really quickly. Um, especially if you can watch it with friends who will also enjoy something like this. And if you don't have friends who would enjoy something like this, you're fucking your life up. Like change your life, <laughs> get some friends. Get some en- fucking friends. Who would enjoy something like this and invite them to watch it. Uh yeah, Lady from Planet Sirius. Julius Smith. Uh, I'll Unreal. maybe I'll put this when this episode comes out. I'll put it in in the uh, Discord because it is really difficult to find. He released this eight days ago. By the way, it came <laughs> out in three parts over the fall of 2023. Um, as he made it, I guess, and then cut it into the full movie and posted it eight days ago on January 2nd. So so far, this is the best movie I've seen here. How the f- <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys find it? I really Got don't know. Out. Steven did not explain it. Austin said that he had like seen a gif of it on Twitter and was mm-hmm. interested, um, but didn't follow, couldn't find any more information about this. So I think that there's already rumblings. It doesn't appear to be on Letterboxd. Um, <laughs> no. So yeah, this is a passion project of a guy who just wants you to have, to f- have good vibrations and spread love and <laughs> throw that ass around and and figure it out you know figure it out figure, figure it, it out for yourself don't trust what everyone clip tells through you. your wife a <laughs> <laughs> uh, big fan of that uh so okay let's get to our feature presentation <laughs> Yeah, today we got movies and we got popcorn and we have RoboCop directed by Paul Verhoeven uh, from the year 1987 um, starring Peter Weller, um, whatever Red Foreman's real name, Kirkwood. Uh, (laughs) Red Foreman. It's a regular uh, Twin Peaks um, reunion here. We've got Leland as one of the bad guys and we have... um, Albert as one of the other bad guys, I guess the guy who invents RoboCop. Mm. Um, so that's always fun to see. Um, but yeah, this is a very, very famous movie. Um, an action sort of movie uh, sort of. from 1987. And I feel like it's sort of singular. Like this was very strange at the time. And it's sort of strange that it, was successful at all i mean i guess because it was very violent and but it's a weird ass what you you hadn't seen this movie right i'd never seen it before um i was very aware of it um you know obviously the character of robocop is is an american classic i believe i had a robocop toy uh when i was a kid it's kind of crazy after seeing the movie to think that they made robocop toys (laughs) yes i mean and 
all the things they made. I mean, they made video games. There was toys. There was mm-hmm. licensing deals of all kinds. It's like they didn't watch the movie. It's like they didn't watch the movie, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'd never seen it. Um, but it was funny watching this, like how much stuff from it I was just aware of through just, you know, cultural osmosis and like references and stuff like I knew the model of the like I, I cracked up the first time you see the bad guy uh, cop robot because oh, I just like knew that I knew that model <laughs> from like I think it was in like South Park or something at some point. A robot chicken. Uh, maybe robot chicken. Ed um, 209. I think like all of the all of the, like him being like shot apart. I remembered um, from elsewhere. The guy melting in the oh. acid. Uh-huh. Now, uh, what was your perception of the movie? Like, when did you know what it was? What, did you have any idea what you were getting into? Or, like... Uh, the, you mean, as of, like, now, yes. Um, I think I probably only a couple of years ago would have, like, first heard of the idea that RoboCop was, like, cool. I think, like, I knew it when? to mostly... Be, like, a couple of years ago? Okay. Because I think I like I knew it as a I would have like if you'd asked me maybe like five years ago, like is Robocop for adults? I would have said no. Okay. I would have said Robocop is like a kid's movie from the 80s that everybody like kind of treats like it's better than it is like the Goonies or something like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I think I kind of had that similar we have a very similar thing because there's a lot of kids who watch this movie who are our mm-hmm. age i mean this movie came out when i was one years old yeah um and you weren't born wasn't born. um and the um this was but i do recall i feel like things had a lot longer shelf life back then in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. um because i do recall People were still putting out video games of RoboCop and, and you know on the NES and Super Nintendo and stuff and like people talked about it, people referenced it. Like culture didn't move as fast. So also RoboCop two, what do we when when did two come out? There was a cartoon of this show. I think <laughs> that was like a cartoon show of RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was video games, comic books. Yeah, an animated, a children's animated series. Yeah, RoboCop 2 came out in 1990. RoboCop 3 came out in 93. Um, so That's so funny. The The cartoon is very funny. It's like, um, <laughs> did you ever see the, uh, there was like a, this is like an old YouTube video at this point, but it was like Saturday morning Watchmen. Yes, 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 yes. And it was like uh, making fun of this. Uh, style of thing that would happen. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, where they like, take an adult's property and like just turn it into like a goofy kids thing yeah i i i mean this is like i don't know how you do it like you just like have a really regular show about a cop who is also a robot i guess um i've never seen that show uh so but my perception and growing up was that it was a badass action movie about a Mm. metal cop that's all i ever knew Um, and it wasn't until college when I went to film school where people were like, no, RoboCop is like a, it's like a dark satire. And I was like, sure. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, And I like really didn't believe it. And I would like see that 
pop like bubble up around like the internet sometimes where people be like, it's actually a commentary on police mm-hmm. violence or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, whatever, maybe. Right. Um, and it wasn't until like Twitter, you know, like started becoming something that I was like paying attention to in like the late teens that I actually was, it was actually more about researching Verhoeven, you know, cause I, I also saw Star- Starship Troopers as a kid and didn't like notice it was, mm-hmm a fascist allegory um and it was rewatching like starship troopers in 2016 i was like wow <laughs> this is about nazism like it's right. about you know like literally taking the lenny reifenstahl like shots and like putting putting them in this movie um and i was like maybe robocop is about that and i remember watching it around the teens like the end of the teens and being mm-hmm. like oh wow <laughs> it really is um so I did go into it thinking that it was a satire, but it was a sort of new idea to me at the time. And then watching the movie, uh, it's so blatant and over the top in how political it is, starting with a news broadcast from the 80s of like nuclear war in South America that we're fomenting, uh, Mm -hmm. followed by like the president going to an international space station and like losing you know, the graviton control or whatever. Um, it's so goofy and so on the nose that it's hard to believe that this movie ever became what it became, which was a children's franchise. <laughs> right. Um, very well, bizarre. that's the, I mean, that's the part that is believable. Cause that's like an easy thing to just kind of like, you know, scrub away. Like the, the politics of something are easy to just kind of get rid of and just be like, here's the character, here's what he does. The thing that's way more surprising is how like brutally violent this movie is. <laughs> like I knew yes. that it was like I knew it was a gun movie and an action movie, or whatever, but I mean like you got dudes getting their fucking hands blown off with mega guns. You've got like dudes melting in acid and then popping like a balloon. I mean, <laughs> that's the stuff that is way more hard shooting to in the kneecaps. And yeah. like, it's a, it's an overly like that in and of itself is a, is a commentary and, and mm-hmm. a sort of a sh- rubbing your nose. It's funny because I feel like this movie was talked about in the same breath as like Rambo. Mm hmm and commando and all the like over the top action movies as like movies are getting too violent. Um, right. And I feel like Verhoeven was, was, you know, doing it in a rub your nose in it kind of way. Like this is what violence is like. And like, it's, it's over the top, not to be cool, but hey, to be gross, if? to make you feel disgusted. Uh, but <laughs> I think that's one of the things that people got wrong in the eighties is that you can't do that. Like any amount of practical effects, the more practical effects you put in a movie to try to make people feel disgusted, the more people are going to flock to it thinking it's mm. sick. Um, and I don't, I don't blame Verhoeven for not realizing that, but I do think that was the intention. And I think that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was the wrong move in terms of what he was trying to do. Uh, it, it makes the movie very funny though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and that's good cuz it's already kind of a co- black comedy. Um so, so I guess we'll go through the movie like uh, the plot of it is like <laughs> I don't know. It's so so we're in sort of like a near future Detroit um and we have our our weird sort of like 
don't know. Peter Weller is a weird looking guy. He sure is. He's, He's a, a really weird, weird guy. looking guy, especially um, at the beginning of RoboCop. <laughs> It makes sense that he's been in all these weird movies because he's a weird guy. Um, and I like that. It's but so cool. he's a cop. He's, he's This is one of his first movies, by the way. Like he, mm-hmm. he had been in Buckaroo Banzai right before this. And that's basically, I mean, like a killing affair, firstborn. Like some, I guess these were like bigger dramas in the 80s, but like he hadn't been in anything like this of mm-hmm. unknown origin. Um, which is a horror movie. Um, um, yeah, he's a pretty new actor. But yeah, so Peter started. Peter Weller is a cop. His name is Murphy. He's uh, reassigned to this police department in Detroit. He goes out on patrol with um, this woman. Um, go ahead and hit it, Bryn. Oh, well. <laughs> Bitches leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her name is Ann Lewis. She's another cop. I think and she actually is pretty useful as a character in this no, movie. No, hit it again. Bitches <laughs> 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 leave. Um, so, so they're out on patrol. And um, meanwhile, we're introduced to this big uh, super robot police officer that I guess like story wise, like they tell us a little bit about how like um, the uh, how the police department starts like integrate technology and like try to disrupt policing with like new AI solutions. It's very funny, like how perfectly this maps onto like exactly what business is like now too, where like, Oh yeah. You know, these, they're like, uh, they're like police just need like help from technology to like really, you know, <laughs> drive, you know, to, to, to drive results. And <laughs> so like, yeah, we they, need to they, keep the, the companies safe and i mean the people safe and we need to make sure that they have the weapons and the technology they need um it's really interesting because the you know police were trying to become this way and like hadn't fully become this way um mm-hmm. but the movie was very specifically written about like reaganomics and the the weird sort of growing fascism that was happening at the time um and just did a, such a great job of like analyzing what was going on in politics at the time and then like finding logical conclusions that it's it's one of the more prescient sci-fi movies that there mm-hmm. are like almost none of this feels far-fetched at all yeah um, I mean, aside from like the actual robotics technology and stuff, and like right the uh, the toxic waste and stuff. <laughs> but but Ed two oh nine like is happening. Yeah, like, I mean that's like the, a Boston Dynamics robot. It's like there it would probably be more modestly sized. That yes. would be the only thing I would say. <laughs> it's 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 over the top, but very grounded in in what actually happened. Yeah, so we see uh, we see a presentation of the. Uh, of the ed 209 and uh it like one of the guys in the boardroom is like given a gun for a demonstration he's like pointed at ed and then he's like you have a gun i'm going to kill you and then he's like (laughs) no no and he like throws it aside and he's like i still see the gun he's got a gun (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna riddle you with bullet yeah Yeah, this is the first hint of uh in ultra violence mm-hmm. um where he doesn't just shoot the guy in the head he 
blows his body up <laughs> in like a rain of blood. Yeah. Um, and this is one they, part where I gotta, unplug it. I've got to take a little bit of issue with the story because I do think that uh, they would have been like, oh, nice. You know, like I don't think they would have <laughs> actually been that turned off by the idea that it like still killed the guy even after he was disarmed. <laughs> sure. I Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like. Oh, you can you can imagine in this sort of like satire that they would also just be like, well, little bugs, like you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet, you know, kind of right. <laughs> like I can I can imagine it both ways. Um, Sure. So then they're it's funny, uh, though. <laughs> so so then we're with Murphy and uh, and uh, Anne, and they uh, they're like chasing this gang um, who are hilarious. What a funny fucking gang. I don't know. Like what gangs are like in the Netherlands and like what like Verhoeven grew up thinking was like a <laughs> scary guy. But right. his idea of a scary gang is so funny. It is, it is really insane. It I is don't like know what mostly middle-aged men. And um, he, the, yeah, red especially is one of like the most mid cast, like miscasts villains I've ever uh, seen. Like <laughs> going to disagree. Cause I do actually think that he is sick in this movie. No, he does a great job. But it's just a weird choice. It's a weird choice to be like a balding like science teacher being like in his voice too. Yeah. So like bitches leave. <laughs> <laughs> bitches leave. <laughs> it's not menacing at all. It's like yeah. weirdly Yeah, he's just kind of uh, Yeah, exactly. Um but it's like it's it's a couple of middle-aged white men led by Red Foreman from that 70s show <laughs> and then there's like an extremely Leland gay black guy. Yes. Um, who is supposed to also be scary. They're all supposed to be scary. They're not scary. Uh, so they're doing like a robbery or something and the cops are chasing after them. One of the funniest like weird little action sequence quirks I've come across in a while where like they're all like getting their guns ready to like pop out the back and shoot at the cops. And they're like, all right, one, two, three. And they kick the door open and the cop car is not there. And you're supposed to be like, whoa, where is it? And it's just like <laughs> it's driving next to them. <laughs> Like that's the big reveal is that they were just like, oh, we we're not going to be behind them anymore. <laughs> we're next to them in the lane next to them. Yeah, we're next to them. But anyway, so they catch up to them, and uh, uh, the in a in a scuffle, they uh, the the gang ends up murdering Murphy in another huge hail of bullets. <laughs> right. Uh, what's her name? Anne or a- Nancy? Nancy Allen. Yeah. Uh Nancy Allen. The the. Her, uh, Anne Lewis, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nancy Allen is the actor. Mm-hmm. Anne Lewis is Lewis is the uh, the cop. She's supposed to like kind of be backup, but she gets like thrown off of a cliff or something. Yeah. So some of the geography in these places is really bizarre. Um, and I don't know if that's the editing or like the sets are just weird. But she gets thrown into like water because I guess it's like a waterfront building or something. <laughs> something very like sh- that. Very strange. It feels like, every time I watch this movie, this scene and the ending scene like give me like weird nightmare vibes where like <laughs> things don't like make sense. Yeah. Um, like House of Leaves or something. Um, which is really cool. I wish more movies would do that. Um, uh, like Bo is afraid. Um, but uh, anyway. Yes, so she's supposed to be like back up, but they literally just capture her, him and her, and then yeah. they they start torturing him. They blow off his hand, and then they riddle him with bullets, and then they're like, "Fuck you, we don't care about you, we hate cops," and then they shoot him in the head. Yeah, and, and then, then 
immediately. Oh, wait, we didn't we didn't say that the the point was is that with with Ed Two and failing, Albert gets to pitch his uh, his idea, which is like, what if we take guys and what turn if it's them eighty percent robot instead of a hundred percent? What if it's what if it's uh what if we back it off a little bit? And they're like, okay, sure, sounds great. So you know they how Batman, him. you can only see the human part of him at the mouth. What if we did that, but for a robot? But for a cop robot. We'll so they Robo take uh, they take Murphy's dead body and they start gluing robot pieces onto it, and they're like, he's <laughs> RoboCop. We get like a very fun little sequence of like his perspective uh, as they're like doing all this work on him. There's a funny thing where like the the guy is like, no, I said two robot arms, not one. <laughs> Cut that other arm off. Yeah, we got to lose the arm. <laughs> um, so he's all cybernetic. He's all, he's mostly just like a torso and a head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just like kind of jump right into it and go montage mode. Yeah. Um, we, we just go around. He's just like driving around in a car. Uh, I like how they're like well, he needs a car because they're like thinking of him as like a product and a like mm-hmm. a logo, you know, like a he's got to have a cool car. So he has like kind of a special car. It's not that he's different. got a signature gun. He's got a signature gun that goes inside of his leg, um, and he just like goes around and like blows away criminals just like with lethal force. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Some of them like there's. What is it? It's like a guy is like stealing a soda or something like that. And he just like blows him away. And like the collateral damage to the store is like immense. And he's just like, be safe, citizen. <laughs> he, uh, well, that guy has like got a gun and is trying to open the safe. Um, oh, that's but, right. Yeah. Uh, he like knocks over the beer tower and there's a safe in there. And uh, he's like, put down your weapon. And then the guy has like some sort of very strange i'm actually not sure what kind of gun that would be um with oh right really skinny barrel yeah um um but like a stick bug gun yeah he he just bends the barrel and then then there's a guy two guys are trying to rape a girl uh like but they are like screaming like hyenas about it (laughs) uh which is very silly and then in the very famous scene he walks up to them and like they have like a knife to her throat and he shoots through her dress and shoots the guy in the dick um, yep. and disables him. Um, so just like using excessive force immediately, even mm-hmm. though he could just like walk over there and like he's strong as everything. Um, and then we cut over to him at a shooting range uh, in the cop shooting range. And everyone's like, got to see the new RoboCop. Whoa, look at how um, good he is at shooting. Yes. Um, and, uh, so he, everyone's just like kind of excited and, uh, Nancy, not Nancy, Anne notices that he's, Hey, you kind of showed up right when my partner for one day died. You're probably Murphy. <laughs> hey, you uh, have very similar lips. <laughs> you look exactly <laughs> like Murphy, um, except you're metal. Um, but for some reason, nobody knows who he is. I mean, he just got there. So it makes sense a little bit, but. They don't. It's like they don't want people to know who yeah. he is. Because um, if they they like this happens later where they're like, if you talk to him about his old life, he starts to malfunction. <laughs> he, oh, right. Which is what happens. She's like, hey, aren't you Murphy? And he's like, I'm don't. I'm shut Robo-Cop. up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. No, I'm <laughs> RoboCop. <laughs> Bitches uh, leave. <laughs> uh, and don't and, fucking talk to me. I don't know you. <laughs> so pretty quickly, he starts to have flashbacks of 
uh, his life before and why he's there. He's supposed to follow three main things, which is uphold the law, keep people safe, something else. Who gives a shit? Else, and yeah. then there's a fourth unclassified unclass- one. And uh, smoke weed, smoke weed every day. <laughs> and so he, uh, he sort of like decides that he needs to like he has a bad dream and then escapes from his little like chamber and then goes to his old house um f- trying to figure out what happened to him he re- he starts remembering who killed him uh and he finds out it was red oh, oh he, he has a run-in with a guy on a motorcycle one of his henchmen um and then he looks him up in a database because he's like cybernetically recording everything um and then red he, he from that guy he tracks down red and uh yeah and then he sort of like starts finding out what happened which is that red is actually a um a henchman for OCP the the company that owns the Chicago pol- or the Detroit police and they sort of run drugs for the corporation that actually owns everything cuz that they are the you know state is owned by corporations and he sort of wants to kind of get to the bottom of it because he's a cop and is supposed to uphold the law. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you find out once he kind of puts all the pieces together, it's not that complicated of a mystery. It's more trying to like just get just show you this the way like corporations control everything, actually. Um, and then at, at a certain point, he gets to the guy who pitched uh ed 209 and he's like you're in charge of this you're the one who who had red killed me and you're gonna arrest you and he finds out he can't do it right Um, he's like he's like hard pro there's like a um like it's i guess that's the fourth law or whatever The fourth laws you can't hurt or arrest can't hurt me only me (laughs) who owns you anybody who works for ocp so ocp is above the law because they actually own everything um and so he's like fuck and he also killed albert uh in the scene where uh red says bitches leave uh and <laughs> he Al- um albert was like got too uppity for him so he kills him and then uh so he uh now he has red try to kill robocop so the whole ending sequence is robocop getting attacked by the henchman and them having a big shootout and that's when the acid happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh a guy gets covered in acid there's a big long car chase they drop a bunch of garbage on him because it takes place in a uh some kind of junkyard they drop a bunch of junk on him and they try to blow him up doesn't work and then uh he kills red he kills all his henchmen and then him and Anne figure out what to do. They go to the boardroom of OCP. And he's like, "You're under arrest. You gotta, you gotta come with me." And the old man, the guy who the the CEO, uh, he proves it to him by plugging his like memory into the uh, the TVs in the room. And he's right. like, "You," he's like. I'll I I killed, I killed this, this guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he tries to um take the boss hostage 
the the bad guy tries to take the boss hostage and he's like you know what you're fired and then robocop says thank you and then he shoots him out the window (laughs) (laughs) um and then they're like you're pretty good shooting officer what's your name he says murphy and that's the end of the movie movie. yeah he does the right thing he gets around the bureaucracy and becomes a good cop even (laughs) though they're programmed to not be a good cop yeah so yeah what did you think of this movie uh i gotta say okay pretty good (laughs) okay Uh, i think um it could only disappoint with how people talk about it you know like it's one of those things where like i just have heard too many people say it's perfect it's a masterpiece it's the greatest i was only going to be disappointed in it i won't say that i didn't like it or that i won't recommend it because i think you know i did like it and i would recommend it but uh it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen. It's not even close. It's not even the best Verhoeven movie. It's which one do you like more? Starship Troopers. So, you know, that's interesting because I actually think I like this a lot more than Starship Troopers. I think that Starship Troopers is a more on the nose and like better satire, Hmm. but this movie is just really fun and stupid. See, I was going to say this one is more on the nose. (laughs) That one is better satire, right? Like, this one is too on the note. Like this one is like it's it's playing. It's not playing its cards close that, to its is chest. Is that not what it's, I said? No, That's on the I mean. nose is like when something is like, like it doesn't take much to recognize it. You know, <laughs> like it's um, right. like you don't have to like think too hard about RoboCop to get what they're getting at. You yeah, know? that's what I that's what I mean. This one is um, on the nose. Starship Troopers is a better satire, but I right. think it's not as fun or it's not as good to watch as a movie. Mm. as robocop is i See, like the textures i like the comedy i like the i like there's the like a lot of fun directing effects. in this um i like the uh i like the camera is like very uh it's very dynamic it's moving all the fucking time yes that's really fun um but i think like i mean listen chew me out all you want folks at home but i think robocop himself sucks I'm not like <laughs> I don't fucking like him. Do I don't like the I don't like the way he moves. I don't like the way he talks. <laughs> I think that shit is really annoying. <laughs> He's doing literally like when Nico and I play robot. That's like what I do. <laughs> right. You're a fucking professional actor, dude. Come on. <laughs> you could do a little bit better of a robot than this. I feel he like... might as well be saying beep boop. <laughs> I crime would, detected beep boop <laughs> i almost think that's kind of the idea like it mm-hmm. is supposed to be like a little goofy and funny and he's just like i am a robot uh because yeah. that's like a 50s thing right like it's it's a little silly um I, yeah that doesn't bother me that it's really stupid and and like a little goofy or a lot goofy in places mm-hmm. um but i don't know i I, I think you're right. Like it is stupid. He's not cool. Like it's not supposed to be cool. I think the the fact that it like became a cool movie, and I do think like in the early two thousands, like in the early aughts, like people on Reddit were putting this in the same like genre of like Jurassic Park and other kid movies I saw that were cool as a kid mm-hmm. that are just cool. Like I really think like throughout a lot of the aughts, like people were not looking at this movie as a satire. Right. They were just like a fun thing to put in like whatever that like the ultimate showdown of awesome song or whatever. Like, right. Yeah. It was like kind of epic. F- it's cool epic nerd stuff, shit, yeah. you know, you know, um, 
But I think that this movie is actually really good and interesting and fun um, to watch as a, in terms of practical effects, in terms of uh, the satire, in terms of uh, the directing and editing. It's just a really well put together movie. I think it's really cool and cute. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't actually heard the things that you're saying. Like no one has said to me, RoboCop is the best movie of all time mm-hmm. in the top 20 or like, no, it's a stupid, <laughs> not, it's a smart movie, but it's, it's a goofy com- black comedy. I mean, I'm looking at letterboxd right now and literally all of my friends who have rated this movie have done a five star. Which, five out of five, I don't know what else you call that, but perfect movie. I guess so. And I'm going to say a certain Bryn Niebuhr has it as a five out of five. Sure, I like it. Perfect movie. (laughs) What would you change? I would make RoboCop a little bit more regular. (laughs) A little more watchable. I think... um, uh, I mean, I just think that plot-wise, like we could have used a little bit more um i don't know a little bit more in that montage sequence of um just something else other than him just like doing brute force um i like didn't know i i got confused between who the two bad guys at the cop like boss level are um they do look the same and i also i i spent that whole uh recap not remembering which one there's one's just called the old man the other one is dick and they mm-hmm. always say dick yeah because they're like calling him a name yeah but yeah so i don't know i mean i'm not saying it's a bad movie by any means i had a great time i really enjoyed it but i don't know it's not a five feel, out of five i feel That's like you're sure. definitely getting giving you're doing the thing i always do where it's like it's not it's great it's not that good though i think it really is i think it's really important to to mention that like it is not this is not the best movie of all time i think i would still matt chrisman gave it a four and a half Mm. um i just don't really think there's anything wrong with it like it it, i think we'll the thing about rating is, and the one of the reasons we don't do it <laughs> is mm-hmm. because it's really hard to like, we've, we always talk about, I think we've mentioned this on the show multiple times, but it's like, there's what were you trying to do? How well did you do it? Mm-hmm. And was it worth doing? And I think that that last point is always sort of the clincher for me in ratings. Cause it's like, is a romantic comedy worth doing even if you did it perfectly? Like, does can that ever be a five-star movie? Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like RoboCop is kind of that way, where it's like, I do think they did it nearly perfectly for the time, but it's like the the idea of a stupid com- like dark comedy satire about a cop, like it's not best movie of all time material, really. It's, it's no. a fun movie. Um, so does that mean it's not five stars because it's like, you know, middlingly worth doing or like kind of a cool thing to do or kind of a funny thing to do? Um, so for me, I think it's a it's a it's kind of perfect for what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would I wouldn't put this. I wouldn't put this as like. I, I do think it's a classic. 
it's definitely second tier, second column, if not first column. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, not 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 the best movie of all time. I I am looking at these letterbox reviews and and seeing people being like, it's the best episode. It's the best one of the best movies of all time. I just really yeah. haven't read this kind of stuff. Get um, real, folks. Tem- temper temper your expectations temper your expectations go in it more with my review in mind which is four stars and i say surprised i don't hear more people talk about how caked up robocop is <laughs> i gave it five stars i said body horror satirical fascism red and leland being murderous true cyberpunk what's not to love and i mean i still feel that way like i don't really think there's anything in here that i would take out or change i think it's fantastic uh it's a cute little fun genre piece from the 80s uh but i think if you read some other of our friends reviews it does make it seem like a we're not gonna name names a work of i don't know it's really interesting like it 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 isn't really a work of genius it's a it's a goofy movie Mm -hmm. it's goofy you got to go goofy. into it knowing that it's going to be silly and funny and it happens to be making some really good political points and I think what what raises it above into classic is that it became a cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. and also like had such a specific and like dead on take on 80s fascism mm-hmm. um that immediately was assimilated by that 80s like corporate fascism into a like a mcdonald's of its own and i think like that really fascinating cultural history it has raises it for some people into like this iconic godly status yeah um but to me that doesn't make it a better movie it makes it an interesting movie Mm -hmm. um it's just a cool movie I like it a lot. Well, that's going to do it for us. That's the end of the show. RoboCop is a good movie. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. This has been Generation Loss. If you'd like to hear more of our show, you should go to patreon.com slash generation loss and join the Sopranos tier or to, to vote on what show we're going to watch. Um, that's coming up at the end of the month. Uh, you can also join the Dark Council, which has formed. Uh, they have not decided what the next month is going to be. But as you know, this is Verhoeven month. So after this, we'll be, we will be watching Total Recall, which I haven't seen, and Starship Troopers, which we have seen. Total um, Recall is the one where she uh, she like uncrosses her legs and you see her vagina, right? That is Basic Instinct. Oh. Or no, Fatal Attraction. I, I get those confu- movies confused, but it's neither. It's uh, <laughs> a, it is a Schwarzenegger movie about being on Mars, uh, <laughs> oh. uh, with a girl with three titties. That's what I know about it. Oh, nice. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, it's we'll get ver- something out of it. <laughs> I think I think it's supposed to be really fun. Um, it's a it's it's a Philip K. Dick adaptation about dreams or something, um, and it's on Mars. Uh, so I'm excited to watch it. I love Philip K. Dick, and I'm sure I'll have a lot of opinions about it. So check out the Patreon. Follow us on Twitter, at GenLostPod. Uh, follow us individually from there. And until next time. That's movies. <laughs> <laughs> I sneezed. I think that's got to stay that way.